Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When is Groundhog Day? Isn't there like a day in February that it's every February something, it's Groundhog Day? Well, now February 1st is what? Boathog Day? I mean, so Tom Brady, two years in a row now, has retired on February 1st. And it's not shocking that he retired. It's shocking that it happened at the same time as last year because he said he was going to take a little more time. Now, I realize they didn't advance in the playoffs as they did a year ago. Nonetheless... Where were you when Tom Brady tired, as he said, for good? I'll tell you where I was. I thought I had a window, a small window, where I could sneak away to the gym, which I have not done probably in about eight years until the last few weeks. So at 7 a.m., I'm heading up to a gym. Uh, My wife and I are done by 8 o'clock. I'm thinking, what could happen before 8 o'clock? Get in the car, pull the phone out of the glove compartment, and hit hit the you know the bird machine there and the first tweet i see is tom brady and he's saying hi guys just wanted you to know you know and he goes on and he talks about like i'm retiring for good and i thought there was like something was coming on like the subway commercial i'm retiring uh, eating bread i'm retiring like and and i kind of sat there and my wife goes oh my god did he just retire and I was like, no, nah, I think, oh, my God, yes, he did. So Tom Brady, two years in a row now on February 1st, has retired. We'll find out in 40 days if it sticks, but I think it will because I think for good means just that, for good. And it is something that I guess, you know, when you've played 23 years and you're 45 years old and you just went through the season that Tom endured and you have three kids now that you have – you know, shared custody with and don't have all the time. Kind of hard to think about playing football, you know, kind of hard to think about resuming your career and where would that, what would that look like? Where would it be? Um, I had just written a story and everybody else did, by the way, you Twitter trolls and you know who you are, that, you know, with what happened in the NFC championship game, the San Francisco 49ers would have to consider Tom Brady because Brock Purdy looks like he could be headed to Tommy John surgery. And with Trey Lance coming off an ankle injury, with no Jimmy Garoppolo, that would have to be a discussion. Everybody else wrote that story. In that story, I mentioned that several people close to Brady really thought it was likely that he would play again. That also is true. I can't tell you who they are, but it's true. Um, So not everybody was caught off guard, but a few people were. Because one thing we know about Brady is he can still absolutely play. I mean, this is the thing. He's not a guy like Drew Brees who can't throw the football, right? This is not a physical thing. He knows he can play. The guy just set an NFL record for completions just this past year. He threw it 730-something times, the most in his career, in year 23. It's not about his ability. What I think it's about, Steve, is – his personal life, his children, 
and the fact that if he was going to play, we have said this on this podcast a bunch of times, really the best place for him to go for his personal and professional life was right here to Tampa Bay, right here back with the Buccaneers. But you got to ask yourself, if you're Tom Brady and that's your best option, because the Dolphins had said Tua Tungvaloa is their quarterback, they got whacked all kinds of draft picks and fines for tampering with him from 2019 to 21. So if your best chance or best option to play is Tampa, what do they have to offer you? Seriously. Like, you think about it, it was a, it was not a good year. They fired nine coaches or retired nine coaches. Three retired, six were fired. And so you're going to come in, you're going to have to learn a new offense. Um, the two guys they didn't fire, you were probably the least satisfied with, which is the run game coordinator, Harold Goodwin, and the offensive line coach, Joe Gilbert, because they had the worst running game in the NFL. What are you coming back to? Is that enough incentive to to try to play beyond the age of 45? I think in the end, last year exhausted him. And the thought of having to go through something similar to that, although not as maybe as dramatic because now that he is divorced and has a plan and all that, I just don't think the football team was good enough. And I just think he realized that you know what? If those are my options, I need to end it. I need I need to end my career. I came back probably a year too long. One eight nine. Sure, I wanted a you know an NFC crown. Got into the wild card round and got blasted by Dallas. How far away are they from being the Philadelphia Eagles? Right, or even the Dallas Cowboys, who most people think are in transition and not not good enough. So I think I think just all of that compounded and Brady just said, Yeah, it's time. You know? And he made the video and listen, he was at the premiere of eighty for Brady in Los Angeles like the night before. So I could be wrong, but I don't think so. This video was shot in advance. This looks like a Florida beach on the East Coast with the sea oats, all of that. The condos in the background. That's South Florida to me. And you know what's really wild, Steve, is that he was sitting there with a phone in his hand in a 50-something second retirement speech. I wonder if there's, like, people walking up down the beach going, like, hey, man, is that Tom Brady up there retiring? Did we see that? It's crazy, right? But it was very simple, to the point. I like the way he did it mm-hmm. and and very believable. Well, and, you know, he mentioned – you only get one emotional, sappy, teary retirement speech, right. and I used that up right. last year. Right, right. Uh, you know, and and look, you know, everything he does is strategic. Absolutely, there was no way he was. He probably taped that video days ago, but I there was no think. way he's dropping it before the movie premiere because that Good would have point. been the story, not the movie. Premiere. All they would have asked about is that, right. Mm-hmm. right? So you know, like you said, everything he does is thought out and strategic. That's right. Um, so you know, that makes perfect sense. Including the date of the movie premiere because February 1st is when he retired a year ago. Yeah, and there's probably some symmetry with that, why he did it. And, and of course, everyone will start counting 40 days now. And and just so you you open the podcast, uh, as people are listening to this podcast, it's Groundhog Day, February 2nd. So, 
Okay. Well, February 1st is Ground Goat Day yeah. or something like that. I don't know. Goat Hog Day it, or something, you know. All I know is I woke up and Sonny and Cher were, they say the love won't pay the rent. 6 a.m. every morning now on February 1st. But, you know, and, and this shouldn't surprise anybody. And I think, you know, we talked about this after the, the loss to Dallas, seeing his parents on the field, yep. seeing how yep. emotional his mom got. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. those are things we don't usually see. No. And, 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 you know, I'm guessing they knew at that point he was either done or most likely. Because, right. you know, they, they obviously would know more than most. And, and as much as we maybe hoped or wanted him to continue playing, and you can come up with every justification and every reason, and physically there's no issue that we know of. Right. You know, he could still sling the ball. Um, you know, it just, we probably should have seen it coming more than we did. Although we obviously, this has always been a possibility this year, but you know, I think he's known since before the end of the season and looking back at everything now, I think, before he, I think the he, end of the season, I, yeah. I think much like when he was in new England and new going in that final season, he was done in new England after that year. I think at some point during this season, Tom realized it's over. Yeah, and that point might have been after the Ravens game when they were three and four and they had lost two games in four days and he sat there at his locker for 25 minutes and literally with his head between his legs in full uniform, mm-hmm. did not move, did not acknowledge anything that Blaine Gabbert was saying to him. And then we found out the next day that his you know, marriage of 13 years to Giselle Bunchen was over. Um, and so that would have been the lowest point, right? You know, Tom Brady is the eternal optimist. I mean, he always thinks he can he can pull it out. He can win it, right? Like even in talking to Clyde Christensen the other day, he said, you know, even trailing at halftime as bad as we were against Dallas, I'm sure he thought he had one more comeback in him, you know? Uh, and, and, of course, he didn't. And it's it, it's been a an exhausting year. That's the word you heard from guys like Jeff Darlington and others that said that, you know, he was just exhausted by it. And almost from the start, he knew that he wasn't going to be able to pour into this season what he normally pours into it because of his personal life, um, because of losing Ryan Jensen. And so many things were just stacked up against him. Uh, And he battled. He battled his butt off. I mean, he got them to an eight-win season. Could have been a nine-win season if that last game counted, but you know, got them to back-to-back NFC South titles. I mean, this is the thing we'll remember a lot of things about Tom Brady. We can get into this. Um, But as much as anything, think about where this franchise is. Even after the three years we've just had with Brady, the Buccaneers have the worst winning percentage in the NFL, okay, since their inception. Like, they're 32nd out of 32. I think it's like a, a 405 winning percentage or something like that even after winning eight, eight games last, last year. Um, they'd only won six division titles in their history, right? He comes in here during COVID, no training camp, walks in the wrong house trying to find Byron Leftwich with a playbook, gets kicked out of a park by the city of Tampa trying to work out, ends up finding a way to get to Berkeley prep with his new teammates and runs passing camps, much to the consternation of the NFLPA, who's trying to protect people against COVID. Now, this is pre-vaccine, right? I mean, it's 
people are dying worldwide and nobody knows how to stop it. And against that backdrop, all he does in empty stadiums throughout most of the year goes in and, you know, starts winning ball games. Um, kind of a good start. I think they were six and two. Then they go seven and five and things are really rocky and they have the bye week and they have a little bit of a conversation with him and Bruce Arians, not in person, not allowed to be together in golf. And then they take off and win eight in a row, including a Super Bowl in Raymond James Stadium. One of the most unbelievable rides I've ever seen for an NFL team, much less Brady, whose sole purpose was to win a Super Bowl. He wanted to show that it wasn't just Bill Belichick. He wanted to find a different way to do it, and he did it, and he found his voice, and so much was unbelievable. You think about the you know, the Lombardi toss and all that of the trophy over the Hillsborough River. I mean, it was a magical time when no one could actually participate, when you only had 25,000 people at a Super Bowl in Tampa, and it was only in Tampa because they couldn't get SoFi Stadium done in time. So all of that happens. And then I was thinking about this the other day. The second year, man, the dude went 12-5 and five and then beat the Eagles in the wild card game, the same Eagle team with some additions this year, with Jalen Hurts, uh, and, and the Bucks playing without any of their starting running backs. It was, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn uh, and Giovanni Bernard, and they beat up on the Eagles and – Played the Rams the next week, fell behind. We know what happened. Um, Tom brought him back from like 24 to 3. They tie it up, and then they give up some big plays to Cooper Cup, and they wind up losing on a last-second field goal. Nothing to be ashamed about. He could have walked away from there. But what an incredible, incredible two years that he had. I mean, the guy threw in three seasons for like 15,000 yards. Think about that. 15,000 yards in three seasons? It's unbelievable what he accomplished here in such a short time. And yet, um, you, you couldn't, there's no more you could squeeze out of that, right? Like it's, it's, um, it was like a meteor that was burned bright and then it was gone. Um, but we will look back on this years from now, years and years, and, and realize that what he was able to do, how he was able to turn this franchise around with this losing culture. And, and accomplish what he did, it's remarkable. It really is. It may be the greatest story of his career. Oh, yeah, I mean, by far. You know, I mean, taking over for Drew Bledsoe as a young quarterback and never relinquishing it, you know, those two stories are probably the, the, the greatest things about his career. I mean, I heard this stat on Dan Patrick's show today, and it was crazy. So Brady, at age 45, throws 25 touchdowns, nine interceptions this year. Pretty good year. Yeah. You know the only quarterbacks that had as many touchdowns and less interceptions than him? There's only three in the NFL. You'll never name them. Well, at least one of them you won't. Less interceptions than nine? And had as many or more touchdowns than 25. This year? Yeah. You don't think I'll name them? Well, I mean, I, I, you know, usually you guess Aaron Rodgers. Nope, he had 12 picks. Mahomes. I'm gonna picks. say I'm gonna say Kirk Cousins. Nope, he had 14 nope. picks. Oh well, it was Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, yeah, he's on a good year. Trevor Lawrence. Wow. And Jared Goff. Wow, you're right. I would have never gotten <laughs> any of those. Yeah, but I mean, of all the quarterbacks and stuff, you know. And oh, by the way, how old are those guys? 
<laughs> like 25. Well, Goff's a little older, but. Yeah, Goff is. Yeah. yeah. True. But, I mean, you know, at age 45, he was third most in passing yards this year. At age 45. Yeah. He threw for 4,500 yards. I mean, listen, the, the amazing thing to me was is that, and, and I think this played into it. And, and, listen, years from now, we'll get the real story, right? But. Tom Brady really believed that Todd Bowles was going to be better for him than Bruce Arians. I don't care what anybody says, and I've talked to Bruce about this, and he still swears that, you know, this was altruistic. I, you know, I wanted my guys to be, you know, all together, and 32 families get to stay here, and I was mad because Todd didn't get a job and all that. Okay, great. So when Brady comes back out of retirement, you know, Bruce realizes that here's my chance. I can leave this legacy. I can I can ha- have a succession plan. I get to be part of it. I get to be the special assistant of the GM, whatever. I can still be around my guys in my golf cart, but Todd Bowles doesn't get a bad team. He gets a great team. And at that time, they set a Super Bowl contender, which it never was, and everything's great. But I think Brady, and we wrote about this, like, there were things about Bowles that were familiar to Brady, right? He worked for Bill Parcells. That's where he learned to look at the big picture. Parcells brought him to Miami with Tony Sperano, and he learned the 3-4 in Dallas and all of that. And he's a hands-on guy. He's still calling the defense. And he thought, Brady thought things would be more competitive in practice. And we're going to run the ball, and we're going to have balance, and we're going to play complementary football. None of it happened. And it's stunning to me that none of it happened, right? And Byron Leftwich wound up being the fall guy, which is fine. Um, didn't have a good year. You want to fire your offensive coordinator? A lot of teams have. But at the end of the day, it was Bowles that surprised Brady. Like, there wasn't the accountability that Brady expected. There wasn't the commitment to running the football that Brady expected. And I don't care who your coordinator is. I If I'm the head coach and I have a headset and the ability to fire people, they're going to do what I want to do, right? I might not tell you how to run it, what play, you know, how to, what's, how to scheme it up, but I'm going to tell you we're running the football today. And it just never happened. And so more and more and more and more was heaped on his shoulders. And even though, like I said, physically he can still absolutely get it done, it was such a mental strain to try to score 18 points a game. You know, which is kind of what they averaged, um, and I, I just think between that and the personal things that were going on, it, it was his hardest year in football. It had to be one of his hardest years in football ever, and not very enjoyable for him. It had never had a losing season, and again, I realized they could have beaten Atlanta if they play everybody, but it had never had a losing season since he became a starter in what two thousand and in uh, in twenty. Right, or 2021, or not 2021, uh, 2000, 2001, he became a starter, mm-hmm. drafted in 2000. So that many years, no losing records. Forget until that. This year. Forget that. This stat blew my mind away. And, and you retweeted this. Tucker Boynton is the one who came up with this. Oh, yeah, this is great. Tom Brady is retired, never having taken a snap. <laughs> it's unbelievable. When his team was mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> 15,906 snaps. Never once has he taken a snap and they weren't didn't have a shot at the playoffs. It's unfathomable. Even when he you played know. some mop-up duty in his rookie season, he got into one game. 
like week 13. They were like 3-9 and nine at the time. Yeah. But mathematically, they could still get the wild card at that point. Yeah. Like, never in his career. That's crazy. There, That's in crazy. 2002, he played the last game of the season. It was a 1 p.m. game. They won, but they were not eliminated until the 4-15 game ended. So, during that game, he was not math. I mean... Not taking a snap mathematically. Not once in his career did he take a snap where they didn't have a shot at the playoffs. 23-year career. I mean, greatest of all time. I mean, absolutely the greatest of all time. We're going to talk a lot more about Brady and his decision to retire after 23 seasons. Um, First, I want to remind you guys of how to save money on your electric bill. It's called May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems for 12 years now. There's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship. They have a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the May difference. You visit their Hutchins showroom. May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see what they'll install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know exactly who is doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts. May Electric Solar. Here's the number, 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate, lower your electric bill all year long. It's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. So I was talking to uh, a bunch of people, uh, obviously, after Brady retired, and um one of them is 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 his quarterbacks coach, former quarterbacks coach Clyde Christensen. He made a good point. Um, a couple of them actually. He said, first of all, he's happy for Brady if, if he's at peace and this is what he is what he wants to do. Um, but he, you know, he, he made this point too, and and I suppose it was probably like this for basketball fans when Jordan was done. Although Jordan was done, came back to the Wizards, then he was done. And but, he retired twice. I mean, yeah, and came back twice. I mean, he retired three times, but twice he came back. He really so Brady did, still yeah. got he, one more to match him. He's got one more in him. Yeah, he quit the, after his dad died. He quit to play baseball, then came back, then then won another championship, then quit, then came back and went with the Wizards. Um, but what what Clyde said was, "Look, I'm, I'm happy for him. This is what he wants to do." He goes, "But I hate it, hate it for all the football fans mm-hmm. because I think he's still playing so well and he brings so much to the game." And he said this: "Anytime you have a humble." superstar in my mind in any sport just makes your sport better and he's been that he's been a humble superstar a humble winning superstar there's a handful of them out there and if you get a chance to be around them it's pretty darn special he's right you know um there's not many humble superstars i would say right now steph curry is in that category right like everybody who doesn't love Steph Curry, mm-hmm. right? As great as he is, all the three-point, the way he's changed the game, as many championships as he's won, he's a likable guy. He's a humble guy, right? And and he presents himself very well. And there's not many guys like that, you know? Tiger was magnetic, right? He was charismatic. He's all those things. I wouldn't say humble is one of those, <laughs> you know? There's mm-hmm. not necessarily a trait, I would say, that, that would – you know, describe Tiger Woods. Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks that ever played. Maybe one of the best throwers of the football I've ever seen, right? He's a superstar. Humble? Mm-mm, not on your life, right? Tom Brady, and, and from the time I was around him, which wasn't 
obviously every day. I mean, the first year was COVID and and all of that. And I I did have a sit down with him. I think I'm still one of the only ones to have a sit down with him locally. Um, was was just that like for somebody when you think about you know married to the one of the world's most famous supermodels, uh, all the money, all the accolades, playing as long as he did, winning all those Super Bowls, you know, just an iconic celebrity quarterback. I sat with him one time and because of COVID wiped out the first year and and so on and so forth. But when we did sit down um, and I've told this story before, like the guy is completely present when you're with him, wherever he is, whoever he's with, he looks you in the eye. There's no cell phone. He's not in a hurry. He asks you questions. And the more you talk to him, the more you forget that this is Tom Brady, right? Like this, this dude doesn't have to do any of this stuff. Like he can big time anybody, really, for what all he's accomplished. There's nobody parallel to him. And yet you talk to him and you feel like, and this is a great trait in people, like you've kind of known him for a while. Like, you know, just a dude just, you know, loves the game. And that's the other part I think that people will miss with Brady because there's a lot of guys when they play as long as he did and they have the success he has. And Jordan was like this a little bit too. And Peyton Manning, they're a little bit tortured by it, right? Like they're they're almost they have such an obsessive desire and ethic and to win, right? Win, I have to win. I've only known winning. I'll do anything to win. And they're kind of tortured by that expectation and that sort of drive that they that they all share. Brady loved every minute of it. Brady was never tortured by playing football. He loved the practices. He loved the training. He loved the sacrifice he made, you know, that nobody would make at his age with his body, uh, the TB12 and the nutrition and all that. He loved everything about the game and everything it required to play at, at, at the level he did. And he didn't take any shortcuts, even when he could have. And and that's what made him so unique is that there was no like hate relationship with the sport that he dominated. He loved it. He loved it. And his his edge clearly wasn't physical. Um although he could throw the ball well beyond the years that anybody else could and break your nose with it, as they say. But the thing about him was he was a tough guy, you know? Like, mentally tough, no parallel to his mental toughness. You know, I'd love to measure his heartbeats in, in two-minute situations, in end-of-game situations. But more than that, you could hit him a lot, uh, especially early in his career. He would get back up, and it didn't change the way he played the position. You know, I heard, I think it was Chris Canty or somebody talking about, like, one time he had Brady, and he had him in his, in his crosshairs, and he goes, I destroyed him. Like, I hit him so hard. I never hit a human being that hard in football or outside of football. And I went, I went back to my huddle, back to my teammates, and I said, he's done. I destroyed him. I crushed him. I put him, he's out. And he looks behind him, and they go, hey, man, I don't think so. And they pointed to Brady, and there's one of his offensive linemen pulling him up off the deck, <laughs> off the ground, 
And and Canty was like, you got to be kidding me. And he goes on in that minute, he goes, forget about, you know, his cerebral approach to the game or how he threw the football. He goes, on that minute, I absolutely respected him as a football player, as a competitor. Like, this dude didn't change how he played. You could knock him down 18 times, and in the 19th drop back, he was going to stand up there and look down the barrel and, and deliver the ball. Tom Brady was a tough guy. He was a tough guy. And here's another stat, Steve, that I heard tonight that is amazing to me. You know, he missed, I think it was uh, six, 15 games when he hurt his ACL, when he tore his ACL in yeah, 2008. 2008. Yep. Never missed another start. <laughs> Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Never missed a game. Never missed a start. Since the day that he got injured and was knocked out for that season, never missed a game. How many games did the quarterbacks miss in San Francisco last year? They had four of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, you know, I think some 60-something quarterbacks started games a year ago. Only one in Tampa, man. Only one in New England the previous years before that since 08. It's incredible. You don't think he's a tough guy? Played without an MCL, right? Um, had, had a partially torn MCL here in Tampa. Got surgery on it the next year. Like, nothing. I mean, we know this year. It wasn't injuries keeping him out. It was Roger Goodell in Deflategate. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Those are the only games he ever missed. Right. Exactly right. You know? And and all he did that year was win the Super Bowl and the greatest comeback of all time, right? 28-3 to mm-hmm. against Atlanta Falcons. It's just it's incredible. You can go on and on about him, but he has more Super Bowl um, rings than any franchise does. He has more Super Bowl rings and uh, more playoff victories than twenty-seven of the thirty-two. Mm-hmm. More playoff victories. I think he has like thirty-two playoff victories. Thirty-five. More than thirty-five. More than yeah. More than twenty-seven. Yeah. I think Dallas teams. just passed him because of the win. Because they beat him. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. I mean, and and they'll be writing, you know, history books about this guy. They'll never be. Here's the thing, though, and I thought about the timing of this, and everybody's like, well, you know, Bucks were caught off guard. It took them two hours, by the way, to have statements prepared from Jason Light, from the Glazer family, from Bruce, or uh, Bruce, from Todd Bowles. Well, I think I think he learned from last year. It was a tight uh-huh. circle that knew. If oh, yeah, real tight. Him and the sea oats, basically. Basically, probably maybe his mom and dad. Right. Maybe sure his agent. Them. Maybe Alex Guerrero. Yeah. Beyond that, maybe no one else knew. Right. Yeah. Extremely tight circle. And um and I like I like the simplicity of it. I liked, you know, hey, for good, this is it. I woke up this morning, you know, and wanted to get right to the point, all of that. Um it's just really well done, but I'll say this. <laughs> you talk about back to reality for a franchise. Almost in every way you can imagine, Brady impacted this franchise, right? And now almost any way you can imagine, the reverse is going to be true. I mean, it just is. And and I'm not saying that, you know, Bucks fans should break their ankles jumping off the bandwagon. The Todd Bulls is going to have a chance to hire his staff. There's, you know, he's talked to now. I think it's up to seven or nine, something like that. Seven, I think it's seven offense coordinator candidates. That I think is going to be done sooner than later, maybe by the end of this week. And, but 
buddy, this team has salary cap issues, and Brady retiring helps them a little bit. But that they can, you know, with the fifty-five million, they're over the cap. Thirty-five belongs to Brady. Eleven million can go this year. Twenty-four million next year. Or they could but eat the whole that, thing this year if they want to. They could. Yeah, they could. And just just say, hey, we're going to swallow it and play the next season. But they've got twenty four free agents. Um, they have one quarterback under contract in Kyle Trask, and they don't have an offensive coordinator or an offensive staff yet. And you got to ask yourself, who's attracted to this job? If Bowles could be could be one more in done, it, there's going to be some lean times. And I'm not saying. You know, Trask right now is the only quarterback, all that. That doesn't preclude them from going into free agency. There's a lot of guys out there, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, and we know all the names. But somebody's going to come in here and compete. Somebody's going to back up somebody. Um, So it could be a Baker Mayfield. It could be somebody like that. But this team just isn't going to have the resources to retain a lot of people in free agency. We know they have offensive line issues. And there's going to be some veterans cut. We did this the other day where you can save, you know, almost $20 million with Donovan Smith and Cam Brate and, um, you know, a bunch of those guys. Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, yeah. Ryan Suckup, a bunch of those guys. So there's going to be changes here. And it's – I don't know how you get out of it. Even as bad as the NFC South is, and there's no team – Raise your hand if you have a quarterback in the NFC South. None of them do. But as bad as it is, you still have a chance, right, in the division. And but but brother, it's it's not gonna look like it's it's like it's looked the last three years. There there is going to be a significant drop off, is all I'm saying. That's the interesting dilemma that Jason Light and and everyone there has. Is do you just take it on the chin this year? With the salary cap, you know you're over. Instead of pushing money down the, the road, eat mm-hmm. it this year. And and whether it's tanking or whatever, you know, but you, at some point the bills come due. You're paying the bills. You're or gonna the, you're going to pay the bills. Or do you go get a Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo? Because, because you look at the NFC South. It's winnable. And, and it's winnable, which – you win in division, you get another home playoff game. How important is that That's to a right. franchise and, That's and, and right. owners? And it's not its not like you've got a team in your division that's so far ahead, and now you've lost Brady, and you go, eh, I don't, None of them. I don't think we None have a great shot this year, so maybe nope. we take our lumps. It's an interesting dilemma for Jason Light and the Bucks of, yeah. you know, do you – how do you play this year? And, and, and maybe some of it depends on can you get a free agent quarterback to come here? Can you get what's Garoppolo or Derek can. Carr or Baker Mayfield or whoever you want? Right. You know, who can you get to come here and how do you and, – and, and quite frankly, who does your competition? You know, does one of those quarterbacks go to Carolina or to New Orleans? Does mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson go to Atlanta? That's been talked about. Right. You know, that can impact right. things too. So, uh, All three of those teams need quarterbacks. Several of them are drafting high like the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, they could draft a, an exciting rookie who could take off, maybe not this year, but in future years. Yeah, you, you don't know what's going to happen with those other players. And and it is a winnable division. Even with Kyle Trask, I think it, there, you have a chance. I think you're right about the free agent thing, though. I, I think that depending on who they hire as an offensive coordinator mm-hmm. will have a lot to say about 
who they might bring in here as, as a quarterback. And, you, you know, you mentioned Garoppolo, who's going to be a free agent. Um, Derek Carr, now it would seem to me, if I was just playing the match game, right, it would seem to me that Garoppolo should go to the Jets. You know, Robert Saleh is there, former 49er defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. You bring in a quarterback like like, uh, like that, and you say, okay, Jimmy, don't throw interceptions. We're going to run the ball and play defense. And you know he's not going to make mistakes. And he's taken mm-hmm. teams to the championship game before. That's what they need. They need stability. They need, they need to know what to expect. And, you know, Sally would, would know that, right? Mm-hmm. And so Garoppolo seems like a fit. And sometimes when it seems like a fit, it is a fit. And then you've got Derek Carr, who the Raiders won't give him permission to look for a trade. They still own his rights, but only until like the middle of, of – uh, of February, I believe. And then he becomes a free agent unless they guarantee him just so much money that they would never, never actually pay him. So I think you can wait that one out. Um, and if he's a free agent, he's going to get paid. He's going to get a lot of money, but I think Derek Carr is a hell of a quarterback. Will the bucks be in it for that? Mm, I don't know. With Trask on board. I don't know. In his career yeah. in, in Oakland slash Vegas, mm-hmm. since he st- became the starter, they have had the worst scoring defense in the NFL. That's right. That's right. The the Raiders haven't been average or you know not succeeding in the playoffs and getting to the playoffs because of Derek Carr. That's right. Doesn't mean he's perfect, but that defense has been awful for years, scoring defense wise. That's right. And I, I I actually like Derek Carr. I'm a big believer in him. I love what he represents. And if I were a team needing a quarterback. He'd be a guy I'd pursue, and I think after the middle of February you can do that with any without compensation. So I think that's what will happen. But then you got other guys like you know Sam Darnolds and people like this, um, you know. So so Kyle will get a bite of the apple. Maybe they bring back Blaine Gabbert, but then there's also the make Baker Mayfield. Like here's the thing, I said this earlier. I think you know a guy like Monk can work with him in Cleveland. Like there are guys. So so the. The show goes on, right? The train keeps moving, all of that. It's not going to be the Brady years. It's not going to be anything close to that. But they still have some good football players in a division that has no one has a quarterback. And if they do draft one, he's going to be a young guy and how quickly he develop and all of that. So I don't think it's complete drop-off, like from a, you know, you have no chance to win a division type thing. The division still isn't very good. It's still kind of up for grabs. And I think they're giving Todd Bowles every chance to prove himself. But here's the thing. I don't think he's going to get a big rope. And I wonder what coordinators would come here knowing that there's a possibility that the head coach they're working for is fired after a year. You'd have to get some real, you know, guaranteed contracts for multiple years for a lot of money. I mean, Todd Munkin makes $2.01 million. I'd ask for three. You know, over three seasons. I mean, this is the kind of thing they might have to do if they're going to go, you know, for the top-run guys. But there's going to be transition. It's going to be painful. And yet, they still have a chance. Like, that's, you know, that's still there in their DNA. Um, I don't think, like, I'm one that, and I know when Jason signed Tom Brady, he goes, well, I hope he does what Peyton Manning did, which was even after Manning was done playing, he left a culture. Right, like he have he left a culture. Well, how are the Broncos doing of late? 
There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of culture there. There's a lot of losing, but not a lot of culture. I think the player is the culture. I think, you know what the culture is? It's winning. To me, it's never been a chicken and the egg thing. Well, you know, you got to learn to win. And then once you, no, winning is culture, right? You got to win. Well, and, I, I, I agree completely. Although, uh, you know, the question is, does Mike Evans and Levante David, if he's back and the leaders of this mm-hmm. team, yep. have they yep. picked up and, and can carry on that culture? And I, yeah, and I don't know that they can. You know, I don't. And, and it, you don't know until it happens. And in, in part, it may depend on them as leaders, but also who else is on the roster. I mean, you got twenty four free agents. How many of those guys are going to be gone? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 if they're gone, who are you replacing them with? I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Oh yeah, it's huge. And I would say this: How did the Patriots do when he left? Mm-hmm. What void was filled there? They had football players. They had a good team. Mm-hmm. You know, and they haven't been the worst team in the NFL since, but they haven't gotten it right. You know, it's just different when you have a guy like Tom Brady, and we're going to find out, or it's going to remind us of how it was being part of the rest of the NFL. In that, hey, Sunday one o'clock, man, networks don't need you. One Thursday night game, end of story. You know, that that will be what what they're relegated to. But even if it is. Man, what a what a ride with Tom Brady. And you hope that the guy for all that he's accomplished in his career that he finds some peace, right? Just, just some peace with with whatever, you know, time he can spend with his kids, with with a post career if it's if it's broadcasting, which is what he's going to do for Fox. I suspect that the timing is not coincidental even though it's the same day. I think it's because Fox has a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And even though he might not take Greg Olson's chair in the game this week, I, I think that when they get out to Arizona, you're going to see Tom Brady. I just believe that. I think Tom is going to start his new career as quickly as he can in the most relevant week in NFL, you know, in NFL lore. And Brady's going to be a part of that. I think he's anxious to do it. So we'll see. I mean, it was a, it wasn't a surprise, but the timing was a surprise. And it's also it's also sim, you know, simply sad in in a way too because think about what you know what Brady brought, like how relevant he made this franchise, this sports town, Champa Bay, all of that. And there's still really really good you know organizations and in, in, in the Lightning and the Rays and stuff, but the Bucks are a lot lesser, and they know it. And you're gonna see. Those those seats disappear in the south end zone. You're going to see more fans from the other team. Like you're going back to you're going back to the future, man. Like it's it is what it is. You're like everybody else and what you were before Brady got here. And I don't mean to paint a glim picture, but you're going. It's going to remind you of how sweet this was. You know, every day you're going to remember it and you're going to go, "Wow, that was really special." Because it has been special, and you know, and now life moves on man like um he's got the movie 80 for brady he's got the super bowl coming up like it's not like he's he's not going away he's going to be everywhere on your tv screen but uh, as far as football goes grace of all time hanging him up a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. All right, tomorrow uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the offensive coordinators. They may make a hire. If not, we will break down who they have interviewed. I think we're up to about seven or eight right now, if I'm not mistaken. So they should be uh, wrapping that up with other staffs getting full and uh, people interviewing more and more, more and more coordinators. So the Bucks got to make a choice here. And then they got to hire uh, you know, a lot of position coaches, running backs, quarterbacks, all that stuff. So we'll talk about that, as well as your mailbag questions. Uh, I have some in my phone already, but you can send them to us uh, on Twitter at sports day TV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is R Stroud at Tampa Bay.com. Tom Brady retires again, this time for good. What a day in, in Tampa Bay sports. Thanks for listening for Steve Burstyn, Gummer Stroud, the Tampa times. Have a great day, everybody. 